welcome reanimated fans to this week's podcast. I am recovering and H.A. Conrad here in Brooklyn, along with my co-host Stuart Tiffin on the West Coast. Hello, Stuart. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Uh, battling some allergy season, but other than that, feeling a lot better. Uh, so, you know, thank you for everybody for tolerating my, my journey through the COVID for the second time. What a fun mm. ride it's been. Yeah, um, I do think it's uh, there's a spike right now because I have now heard of a, quite a few people getting it. So, you know, maybe masking or just, you know, being careful out there might be might be under advisement at this at this point. Um, anyway, so today we are talking about uh, we're doing a little bit of a summary of a French film called The Trip, um, which one of our. Friends of the show mentioned to us, which came out in 2017. Uh, but before that, we have a couple little news items. Um, there's a trailer out for Last Voyage of the Demeter. And uh, this just, you know, confirms that I just don't think I am made for sea voyages. What do you think, Stuart? I think the pitch was kind of like, what if we had the movie Alien, but instead of boat. in space, it was on a <laughs> boat. Yeah. And instead of a, a cat, we had a dog, yeah. uh, you know, and <laughs> and so on. It feels to me a lot like Alien, obviously. Oh, yeah. And I'm not sure if, um, you know, there's a Walking Dead alumnus in there uh, who played Heath. What's that dude's name? Last Voyage of the Demeter. The guy who's playing the doctor. You recognize yeah. him, right? Yeah, I did. I did. I was excited to see him. What's that dude's name? Corey Hawkins. Yep. He's awesome. And you got your Onion Knight from, uh, you know, Game of Thrones. Uh, what's that dude's name? He has that amazing voice, and he does some of the narration of the trailer, and that's fantastic. That's fantastic voice, yeah. Liam Cunningham. Um, so yeah, I got I got some Alien vibes. I got some Midnight Mass because of uh, it. Also, yeah. what looks interesting from the trailer is it looks like they're gonna get bit, and they're being like fed upon during the course of this, of this voyage. And I think that that's like an interesting concept where maybe it's like a slow transformation. It did, it did look like some of them were getting restrained. Yep. Uh, so I don't know, like I think there's some really interesting room for cool storytelling with this film. So I'm excited about definitely, it. Definitely. But definitely the midnight mass vibe I got too. Cause uh, and, and we should mention that this is like a vampire uh, tale. Uh, sort of a it looks almost like a little like a gothic horror kind of tale so the uh the vampire in question called dracula in the trailer uh looks a lot like uh the vampire in in midnight mass uh, yeah, that it's he, got that whole big bat thing going he's, on he's more of a monster than like a, a suave gentleman that's for sure yeah and uh it's coming out in august so we'll have to wait a little while but cool um oh and also another recognizable face was david dest malchian whose name i don't know how to say but suicide squad and yep. ant-man and all those things that he's done he's he's fun and stuff so pretty good cast so we'll have to we'll have to see what happens with that um but yeah a little bit of time to wait um a couple of uh other little tip tidbits uh very happy to see steven yoon in the series beef uh and this was apparently based on a true story uh that the director had uh for those of you who don't know the sort of like summary like his uh, experience or something he was aware of um so apparently um the uh 
director of beef had a um um a road rage in- incident mm. um so it's uh um and this was what inspired this is that like basically i think um something happened he he had a confrontation and then kind of like not intentionally but like happened to be going on the same route the person and then had a thought pop into his head like oh what if the guy thinks like i'm following him yeah. <laughs> so because it's not um, outside the realm of things that have happened. Yeah. Um, um so this is a 10 episode miniseries, I guess. Uh yeah. Um it looks like yeah, it definitely seems to have vibes of uh maybe it's even a romantic comedy if you get past the uh, initial stuff. I haven't seen any of it yet, but it's Ali Wong and Steven Yoon and how can you not love those two together? Yep. Um and then uh th- yeah, so it's like a really great cast and so that was sort of like, uh, oh, and sorry, I think it was, was it the creator? So it might have been, been Lee Sunjin who uh, who had the experience that I'm talking about. Um, and, you know, so that's kind of like, I'd, it's nothing zombie related, but it's really awesome to see uh, Stevie Noon in this. And so I think I'm going to check it out. Did you get to watch it yet? I sir? haven't seen any of it, no. I've, I've been... Um... I don't know what I've been watching. Oh, mostly Mandalorian, I guess. Uh, yeah. Which I've been enjoying. Um, so anyway, we'll uh we'll maybe mention that again to after we both have a have a look at it. Um and in Saturn News, um I honestly did not I had not heard of the show, though apparently it has a cult following and it's not yet available in the US um although i guess there um have been some talks about it but it's um a south korean show called zombie detective and um unfortunately the female lead in that show um it died uh died very suddenly um and and may have had some mental health issues so that's that's really just terrible and tragic uh uh jun uh che yul and so they just announced that this past week and um, and then all this stuff came out about Zombie Detective. Had you heard of this show before, Stuart? And no, it did not ring a bell for me. Yeah, and so um, anyway, it's just really, it's just tragic and awful because I think she was only like 26 years old. So really a bummer. Um, and, you know, maybe if they do end up streaming this on US Netflix, we'll get a chance to review it. I, I would be totally down with that. Mm. So yeah, that was a real, real shame. Um, and, um, I guess we don't have that much news. It's been a bit, it's been a bit light out there recently, but it's part um, of my concern. Like, we don't you know, it out. it's okay. It always works. out. It's radio um, silence on a few projects that we've been looking forward to. Yeah. We kind of um, just, we have to wait for some stuff to drop. Like I was, uh, remembering that we had been talking about a Colin Firth movie called New York will eat you alive. Hmm. Do you remember yeah. us ever talking about that? Yeah, Colin vaguely, Firth, yep. A Colin Firth zombie project. There's basically been nothing about that since we talked about it in 20, like 2021, maybe. That's just troubling. I think the industry, I think film and TV is in a problematic place. Projects mm-hmm. are getting pulled. It's like not infrequent. Projects are getting completely taken off of streaming platforms. We talked about this already, how they're, they're like trying to just save costs on uh on uh royalties or yeah it's royal is it royalties what's what are the residuals yeah. uh if if they have to, if they are playing something they have to basically pay out 
I don't know how many people on the production, but I think it's expensive. And so I think uh, people like HBO who are now, they're not HBO anymore. Remember, I sent you that email this week. I don't know if you saw it. HBO Max is turning into something else now. It's just Max now. Yeah, uh, I know. I'm sure Kyle is freaking out like steam coming um, out of his ears. I so. laughed out loud when I saw that news and I actually was about to email and then you beat me to the punch. <laughs> Yeah. I was so like, oh, I, Kyle's having a bad day. It's just another sign of how tumultuous I feel like the uh, the con this content production industry is right now. They're also going into like a strike maybe for the Writers Guild of America uh, mm -hmm. because they've like residuals have basically fallen apart for writers. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just it's just really weird. Sorry, a bit of a red herring, but I think, but it affects, it affects this thing that we love to do, which is talk about content. And if there's less of it coming out, that's yeah. going to have an immediate, an immediate effect yes, on us. Yes, effect on us, but <laughs> you know, there's still some things, there's still some things coming. Yeah. Um, so uh, we will, we will live in optimistic hope, I suppose. Uh, what nothing else can we, we do? do about it? Nothing we could do about it. Um, so onwards you ready to talk about this movie yeah the trip or le periple which also um, means like the uh the exhausting journey i think or I like guess, i guess uh but this is, uh this is uh directed by vincent oost um and i had never uh you know heard of this until it was recommended and oh sorry vincent orst yeah. and um you know, it was actually a little hard to find. So you had to send me the link because I there was a lot of stuff that comes up with the trip, none of which are zombie movies. No. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, um, this came out in 2017. Uh, I would say pretty low budget, but I was a, unable to find any information on it. Were There's you? There's nothing about this movie yep, on the internet. Yep. Partially because like at least low pro low budget projects in this country, in the United States, tend to at least have a Wikipedia page or something because the people who made the movie want people to find it and look, you know, and, but there, for whatever reason, this definitely feels like, like a passion project in France, yeah. nothing about it. Maybe there's yeah. some stuff on like dark French corners of the internet that we don't know about, but geez. I don't know, but it's a very, very French independent little project and it was kind of fun. Um, there's definitely weird things and confusing things about it, uh, which we can talk about, which may just be my, um, sort of missing things with the language and things like that, but I don't think so. I think <laughs> it's just the way the storytelling happened. Um, but you know, kind of it's, it's got a small cast, um, but for a low budget film, I thought that the zombies were all right. Um, you know, it, it starts out and it kind of, it, it takes a path that I just it was a little confused by in the end. But um, the main characters who we sort of open up with is um, kind of boxing in a gym. He's um, not even a main character. That's like a no, confusing well, thing, number well, one. So that's what I was about to say is that <laughs> this was very confusing because you think he's the main character, but I can't even tell you ultimately who really the main character is. Right, and that's another, yeah, that's another issue. Is it Salah, who we kind of assume is the main character, who I kind of thought was the boxing guy for the first 30 seconds to a minute of this movie, too? Like, it doesn't yep. really look like that other guy, but why would they have started, like, why would they have a cold open with that guy right. followed by so, this guy? 
So it's confusing, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> like I thought the same thing. I thought, hey, he worked out. He's tired. It shows He's sleeping sleep. now. <laughs> but it's not yeah. him. It's that other guy that has a very small role uh, that we find out about later. Um, but anyway, it cuts to Sala, who is not the boxing guy. And um, I like... I liked the, there's sort of this thing where he's he's fallen asleep watching television as one does, and it's kind of, it's like a war movie, and then he wakes up. But I don't think that it was so evident that things were happening outside until he like really wakes up. So I kind of like the idea of that transition that he's not sure whether it's the TV or outside, but he jumps to conclusions pretty quickly. <laughs> Without really knowing what's happening outside. Didn't, him, didn't... him like packing to leave his apartment forever is, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. They needed to put a little more work into this. But also, like, I mean, you know, the, the budget of this film is never really more low. apparent than yeah, when yeah. he's like going down those steps outside. Yep. And he's just <laughs> walking, like... <laughs> he's walking past normal evening traffic with well... gunfire, like just looped over it. And then one little, one little, one little fake fiery explosion. explosion. Which was not well done, but it was really, I was laughing really hard because I was thinking about the people that were probably watching this, but you know, again, it's like the budget, they have to do like a little city scene and they're like, all right, thank goodness we're out of the city now. (laughs) And this is it. This is it. This is the only little scene we have to do. Um, Sala is played by this guy. uh, What's his name? Eric? No, Eric is played by Eric. That was another fun Philippe part is, about this. Philippe is played by Philippe. There's so many people are played by the people who have their own name. I think that was just for simplicity's sake. But uh, Sala was not played by a guy named Sala. It, it was another guy. Oh, I forget his name, though. It was, no, Oliver Marshall was Raphael. Um, I don't know who who played uh, Tony Zerul, maybe? Tony. It's Tony Zerul, yeah. So, mm. Yeah. Like he was one of four or five actors who was played by someone who wasn't himself or wasn't the name of the guy he's playing. Uh, So when Tony wakes up and decides he goes out on his balcony and he can hear gunfire and uh, people screaming, or at least we can hear that. um, He goes inside, he grabs a bottle of water and one small potato from his refrigerator. (laughs) It's like, cause that's all there is. I don't he know. had he had clearly five or six potatoes in that container, yeah. but he only wanted to take one with it him. It was very strange. I was it potatoes. I wasn't sure what were it they was. Mushrooms. Was like, they were small brown, like spherical. I, I this I have in my note. Ask Stuart what the what in the blazes were those things in the fridge. I thought they <laughs> were potatoes. Like, Maybe I'm wrong. Was, I thought it was like garlic. I don't know. I was like, is it like a magical zombie? sure that we're gonna find out about later but no it was just to show that he was gonna grab those things that was him prepping and then he Um, leaves he leaves the city forever in his ambulance yeah right after that yes um so ends up in this little town sees like a but it's also wait wait one more one more detail before we get to the town uh He's listening to the news or he's trying to find the news as he's like tying his shoes and they're like, don't panic. Just stay inside. Everything's fine. And immediately and he, he goes outside and, <laughs> and leaves town immediately. But yeah, yeah he, like there's a there's a, a definite overtone and undertone, just tone of not trusting the government or, or the authorities in this. Right. And they uh, never really show you why why that's the case, because you never meet anybody from the authorities or the government. But by God, they might be nearby <laughs> and they might be trying to kill you. So you better get out of town. Yeah, it's kind of a long montage of him trekking uh, across the countryside. 
And I should also mention that this seems to be a theme through the whole movie, but we never ever see the military yeah. or the real military. We just hear them talking about it, but nobody actually sees them doing these dastardly deeds. That to the extent of those, some of those binocular scenes where they're like, oh, you see them down there? Yes, they're all over the hillside. And you're like, nope, that's just an empty hillside. Yep. But I appreciate you going back to look at it a few times so that I can confirm to myself that there's nobody in nobody that there. <laughs> that, was good stuff. Uh, that is really fun Stuart because I have nobody's on the hillside there's nobody in that <laughs> shot <laughs> so like look at them um, look at them all I don't know yeah those were so those his, his ambulance runs out of gas I guess and then he goes on foot um and you know this was the other thing about this film I mean again it's low budget and that's fine but they they have a few different pieces of this film where people are supposedly trekking for a really long time and are exhausted yeah. but they don't really seem exhausted they don't look worn and also the paths that they have to go on are not exactly they're not like treacherous or tedious or bad you know what i mean like like they're not they're just mountain roads i, I was like and there's a path it's not even well, like yeah. it's not even like they're like real mountain country there's actually like a hiking path and in this case he's just been kind of like at least from what we see, he's just been kind of trekking around these little villages that are flat and whatever, but he seems very put upon. He, um, he's limping badly. And I was like, one of my notes were, were like, are, is he wearing bad shoes? Why is he limping? Why, there's no reason for him. They never talk about that. They no. never talk about that. But he also starts on the road next to his ambulance. He starts to walk. You have like a couple shots of him walking on the road. And then suddenly he's in a river. <laughs> like, why is he in a river? And then he's on a road again. I just feel like, the the filmmakers had this all this access this beautiful countryside. They were like, let's right. shoot a movie in the mountains in the summer. It's gonna be great. Um, and so they did that. But there's not a lot more thought put into their locations. I feel like I will that, say it looks like beautiful country. So definitely super beautiful. I would go. love to go there. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's more of a maybe this is actually a tourist ad uh, <laughs> instead of a maybe that's what it actually is. Um, but the other thing that there was a lot of focus on that I thought they were somehow going to come back to was his leather jacket. They're like really focused on the fact that he takes it. And then later on, they like do a shot where they look at the look at it and then it's and then he leaves it behind. I don't know. I was like, is there something about the jacket? Is there something in the jacket? Are there small potatoes, like the cure in the jacket? But no, <laughs> they never close that loop. It's just like a thing. Um, it's also probably a really uncomfortable thing to hike in. Is it my it seems like it must be warm out because everybody's just wearing T-shirts later. Yeah. So maybe the, the jacket just felt unnecessary. Um, mm. He... He realizes there are survivors in this little village. His face lights up when he sees this paper lantern go up in the sky. I'm still not sure what the purpose of the of those was. They do one well, more. They do one more. And it was like, are they looking to be rescued? But that seems weird since they all seem to have this distrust of the military. Plus, there's this other weird guy out there that they seem really upset about. Um, who's like, uh, seems like a real wanker. Um, and so... Yeah, they I'm not I wasn't quite sure of the purpose of the lantern other than it makes them kind of sitting ducks. But yeah, um, it doesn't seem to be a great idea. No, uh, um, but he walks into town. He's like, hey, ho, hey, anybody there? Uh, and eventually, yes, there are zombies there, but he doesn't see them at first until he gets to the bulldog pub. Well, I forget exactly what it was called. Yeah, the, the, bulldog, yeah, the, the bulldog, bulldog pub Pompeo. Mm hmm. 
because you're combining a couple different non-French cultures there, I guess. Uh, and he's yanked inside the bar. The bartender, Eric, played by Eric, um, whacks a zombie on the head and then brings him inside. And he's like, hey, we got 10 people here in this chalet. And that's where we meet our survivors. And I would have been pretty thrilled, H.A., if the whole movie had been just in the the Bulldog pub. Like, why not go to the Winchester, right? If it had just stayed here I mean, with these weird, kind of with these like. 10 weirdos, just like having their zombie apocalypse lifestyle. I, that would have been a good movie to me. I agree. And, you know, they kind of... Um just you know take everything in stride it's there's a nonchalance to this group of people that was really <laughs> funny and awesome and so i i kind of enjoyed that it's like, like, like nonchalance very- to the point where they had one entire zombie inside their bar with them who they just like put in a glass room and then right. kareem the guy from the boxing gym is there and he's like yeah i'm gonna turn into a zombie soon don't worry about me <laughs> it's the nonchalance is is, is extra uh yeah yeah and they're just like and eric's just kind of like oh just let me show you around and also there's an enormous amount of uh trust with them and sala who they have never met before and they're just like hey he's he's this is his new guy they don't even really like they just say oh you came from the city no real like yeah, diligence here. Robert he gives him a, Robert gives him a hard time later, where he's like, "We're just gonna let anybody in," and mm-hmm. Sala just kind of rolls his eyes. And Robert and goes, "Oh, I didn't mean you. I didn't mean you." He means it. <laughs> he totally means like, him. Robert's yeah. a, a total douche too. Like between Rio and Robert, they've they've got the douche quotient for this film. It's nice. Yeah, but you know, and Robert and the actor who plays Robert and his wife uh, Marie Christine or Christine Marie, uh, I think they're actually married. They at least had the yeah. same last name, so that was pretty funny. Oh, the actual actors. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that is funny. Astute, astute. Is it both <clears throat> of them have the last name? But yeah, like the 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 just the round the table conversation that they are having. The uh, then the drinking scene later between Philippe, Raphael, and Eric is also, you know, entertaining with Robert kind of getting upset with them. Salah or Salah, Salah, right? Salah, he's yeah. just he's just like I'm gonna go smoke some hookah with this unnamed actor. Who? Mm-hmm. What? This was a thing that happens. They just don't introduce people. Nope. It it happened. I mean, they're going around introducing him to everyone. But when they walk into the room with the three women, one of whom is Jocelyn and what the other one is Gael, we are we were told this is Gael to go take your shower. That's the only reason why we know who she is. Gael's right. older sister, who Sal- Salah starts hooking up with in 20 minutes, never get her name. At least I don't know that we did. Unless they it certainly wasn't they did it. I think they did very quickly, but like still it was it was an immediate connection that he's just like, All right, I'm gonna looks- like smoke uh smoke this shisha and there's also this weird thing with uh jocelyn who uh basically eric warns sala that oh we don't really talk about what's happening but then they talk about what's happening in front of her so i'm like okay i'm very unclear about the rules in this little house um however when he's telling him don't talk about zombies to jocelyn she lost her whole family he also does this thing that the subtitles translated or maybe they did it correctly and I, i'm just I, my french is pretty poor but he basically tells him now you can use my first name with me but i think it's that thing with languages where there's an informal and a formal you right yeah because he was that he, is, he was booing yeah, him so, a second sala was right. booing eric a, a second beforehand and right. then eric's like eric's listen like, this is the deal with jocelyn me. he's like and now you can to me 
Yeah. I feel like that's what how that went. And I just that love hearing that, that because I've never I never understand how that works in these in different in like Germany where it goes from Z to do and France where it's Vuda Vuda two. Yeah. I'm always like, where is that line? And you need someone to come out and say it to you. And I'm just always happy when I can see yeah. it happen. Yeah. Because it's um, it's a it's a foreign concept to me. Yeah. Um, and so but I guess, you know, the zombie apocalypse breaks down those kinds of barriers really yeah. quickly. Well, Eric's a pretty informal guy, too, it seems like. Yeah. Um, And, you know, there's like uh, there were some odd things about this house. I mean, they're all kind of in there. They have like, you know, they're all cooking together, eating together. There's some, you know, aside from the zombie and, you know, Kareem, who's going to turn, who was the boxing dude that we saw in the beginning. Again, this is a mystery why it started with him and didn't, you know, start with Sala. But um like, I honestly thought that there was some connection with Sala and somebody in here that he was going to like, oh, he was coming to this village because he knew somebody or he somebody how knew some or or he would get connected with somebody he knew in the pub. But no, that's not the case. He doesn't know any of them. And they're all very strange with each other. Um, and their big plan is that they're going to go up to the mountains using this very strange map that does not seem useful at all. It's a joke. The map is a joke. A total has... joke. And, and they keep commenting on it, which is yeah. really funny. It's like, what kind of a map is that? It actually looks like a video game map. Yeah. Um, it's it like isometric. Work. It's from a weird perspective. Yeah. Yeah, um, but uh, it's it's Robert makes fun of the map, and then later an unnamed old guy, makes played fun by it. Uh, also makes fun of it, and Raphael's like, "Hey, dude, stop yeah. talking shit about my map." Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I felt like the context of the joke was lost in translation a little bit, but I could. I'm pretty sure that was a joke. At this yeah, point, I think so too. Um, and you know, so they're all in this house, but they don't take. You know, it's it, like there's these precautions, and they don't really take them even though they know that there's like weird people outside specifically uh this uh i guess former military dude brillard who Rio. is sorry Rio, um who is um like basically terrorizing people for un- some unknown reason he's i guess he's the element that's taking advantage of the zombie apocalypse but the sort of reasons and also the yeah. like like sort the motives for this seem very strange and I, like even when i guess it's one of his little guys is it bernard who, who... It's bernard who opens the door yeah. later yeah like why i don't understand why they're they're doing the things that they're doing but i guess it's a mystery one of those mysteries about this movie that we will never like have solved for us um other than to just cause terror and not and to have fewer survivors and i don't know uh what were your thoughts on that part yeah it's it's like he talks about adding people to the rampart later which you know his like zombie wall i think it's he's trying to like create a little fiefdom uh, but yeah, there's it's not well developed at all. I will say that the uh, we don't meet Rio in this part of the film. We meet him shortly in a little while. As far as casting goes, they found the right guy to play this dude. He's like eight feet tall, oh. as far as I can tell. Yeah, and he seems like a jerk. Like he yeah. seems like a little bully jerk, and he plays it well. I'd say he does a really good job. Yeah, he's he's pretty well cast, and his little crew of middle aged white men is uh like keystone cops and just enough menace and just enough goofiness i feel like that it's it's a funny it's a really weird thing like if you could imagine that rio is negan and these guys are the the uh, saviors um it would be a whole different walking dead 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so, yeah, Bernard opens up the door to the chalet, lets the zombies in. The three, um, you know, Philippe, Raphael, and Eric are too drunk, really, to, to do the fight appropriately. Eric is defending himself with a little statue of the Virgin Mary. Raphael grabs a ironing board. And Philippe, I don't even know what weapon he was using, like a spoon. Philippe gets eaten yeah. very quickly. Yeah, he doesn't really. Uh, he's already a little tipsy, and yeah, they're hammered. Bad. They they work. They all worked their way through a bottle of brandy. Calvados, yep. Cal- uh, yeah, you're right. It was peach, pear, pear. pear I mean, yeah. And uh, and we're not not very useful. Everybody else had basically gone to sleep. Robert gets eaten right away. His wife is just hiding in the bedroom. We don't actually see her get eaten. At least I don't remember seeing her. We don't. She was hiding in the bed, but I mean, you know, it's it's up for her. We know it. Yeah. And Eric runs into their room and is fighting zombies with the Virgin Mary uh, before he gets taken down. Um, and again, to be clear, it's a statue of the Virgin Mary, not the Virgin Mary herself coming yes. in there. Should be another twist to this if that were true. That would but... be a really different movie. Salah, Salah and uh, unnamed Gael's older sister are making mm-hmm. out um, and he he's like, stay here. I'll go get your sister. But then she keeps the door open and a zombie gets in and bites her. Yeah. Salah also uh, has to like kill one of Jocelyn's relatives who's a zombie. Yeah. And that was, you know pretty you know that she jocelyn isn't about she's a pretty good actor and that was pretty good except all the reactions seem to be very slow-mo it's sort of like uh, i don't know anyway um they end up getting out and i guess they're trying to it's it's basically just four people get out of this and it's Raphael, sala uh, Gael and Jocelyn, and yeah. they're sort of doing the plan that they had talked about earlier, which is going into the mountains. I do want to give Raphael a shout out for in that scene, not only using a ironing board as a weapon, but also then a painting off the a wall. Painting, he's shielding himself with a painting. It's pretty good. He's a master of using just regular household items <laughs> to fight yeah. zombies. He's the Jackie Chan of this <laughs> particular film. Yeah, and they also have an interaction where. Salah goes to find Kareem like hey Kareem you alive and then he has to run away because zombies are chasing him and then then he he locks him in (laughs) Kareem shows up and Salah is like eh I've changed my mind and I'm not gonna and you the last you see of Kareem alive is that he's like hey zombies follow me and you're like oh he's definitely gonna show up later and he does but not in the way you think I mean maybe you thought he was gonna be dead because he had said as much (laughs) when we first met him uh yeah, so they do. Those four do get out. They're like sitting in a playground making a plan. And what I didn't understand in the scene is that apparently Gael is texting her sister during this and future scenes, mm-hmm. uh, which would have been cool if they could have shown us that on the screen. But they they don't. It's not until later when she's like, she hasn't responded to my text in half an hour. It's over for her. Yeah, that you're just like, oh, okay, that was what was going on. Because otherwise, it's just like she's looking at her phone, talking about how she's running out of battery. Yeah, that was a little weird. Um, so, yeah, I don't know um, um, exactly. It, like, that felt like a very strange um, interaction. Like, they kind of, throughout this film, it's sort of like, oh, you can't get a hold of people. Oh, there's no cell service. Well, why does that matter? Nobody seems to be able to call each other anyway, except for the sister who's now probably dead. 
and then they move on from that right pretty quickly yeah so. they've, they've also part of the reason why they're deciding to climb the mountains is because they were talking about it at dinner the night before that the army is coming and Salah is like they were shoot there was shooting and explosions and screams in the city and I never saw them shooting innocents, but we can all assume that it's happening. And everybody's like, yep, that's what's going on. Except for Robert, who was the mayor and the jerk, the other jerk, who's like, no, everything's going to be fine. We should, you know, wait for them here. He's dead now. So nobody can dissuade these last four survivors that the army is coming to kill them. Uh, and so that's what, one of the reasons why they're like, that's why we're going to climb over the mountains. This is where we start to see clips of uh, people like Ludovic, Ludo, who is one of um, Rio's side lieutenants. We meet Rio himself, who is, like I said, 12 feet tall, a giant of a man with a little MP5 submachine gun and some of his other little guys. And we meet Bernard, who we recognize as the guy who opened the doors to the chalet. Hmm. And they are, uh, yeah, they're like looking down the valley for the for the army. This is where that scene is, where they're like, "Look at them down there," and you're <laughs> you're just like, "No, there's nobody there. There's nobody there." Uh, in the in the woods, the film the producers of this movie decided to put in a short scene of a zombie on a zip line, hmm. which our cast stops to watch as he zips by, and then. Kind of keeps going. He then kinda, they just like, turn around uh, and keep going up the hill. <laughs> yeah, and I, I like, I don't know. It was like this thing. Like you kind of felt like somebody was like, "Oh, you know, it'd be a great idea." Like this is this. another joke. It's just that it falls so flat because there's no reaction from the cast. Maybe right. like a a, a, th- a one one liner might have been nice here. Like I don't know, but they they the way that they frame it too, they just they you watch the backs of their heads as they're all like looking at him, and then they just turn around. And start going back up the hill. And then we meet another person who is never introduced by name, who is old guy. Um, and old guy. OK, so this is the thing is that old guy is old, but he seems pretty fit or at least OK. And sure. there's this whole thing where they're talking about going through the mountain pass. Raphael's like, oh, I was joking about that because apparently it's really bad or something because he said he was teasing Robert about that. And then this guy, the older guy, the older gentleman is basically like, I'm exhausted. I can't do any of that. And they sort of make this plan, but it's not clear that they've really made a plan. It's like, let's go to these major towns and I guess figure out whether it's there too, um, this contamination. And like, they don't really, again, this is one of those things where supposedly, I guess they must have been walking a while or it's arduous or something. But um, when they talk about going through the mountain pass, suddenly the old guy is like, I can't. And then I guess Raphael's staying with him. Yeah, I that w- okay. Was that the- a surprise for you too? Because I, I was like, when did they make this plan that he's not yeah. going? Yeah. And so that was a little bit of a surprise to me. Um, it was also like, he's not needed. He's like, I'm a climbing instructor, you guys. It's going to be fine. But then they're on little paths the whole time. They're not like bouldering. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like all these paths are pretty easy to hike. There's nothing This is like the French Alps, probably. I don't know what mountain range this is, but this has been people have been crossing these mountains for thousands of years in Europe. Like there are there are paths all over them. Like they've been taking donkeys through them. You know. Yeah. So Raphael being a climbing instructor turns out we don't really need him anyway. So even though he's like, no, I'm going to help this old guy go somewhere else. They don't know. We don't know where they're going either. It's pretty weird. 
between that and the scenes with Rio on this farm and this other guy who's never introduced by name, um, the little guy with the with the dark hair. Yeah, he's never really introduced. Never so. introduced, although he has a few scenes. Uh, they're like, <laughs> what the hell are they doing? Um, they're packing zombies into horse trailers. Rio is obsessed with these canisters, these like, uh, yeah, these buckets, these cans. And he, he sends his Keystone cops into a uh, pig enclosure to chase them around with a bucket and a knife for a scene that went on a little longer than it should have, because it's pretty clear that they're just not doing anything in there except for chasing pigs around. Yeah, and I didn't know that this was supposed to be veterinarian until later. Um, that guy's guy. a vet? Yeah, and that's kind of why he has his, I guess, his uh, um, so many animals. But and and he keeps making comments like, "Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna plunder my stuff or something." And it's like it, like the storylines here are very unclear, you know. So that is yeah. kind of interesting. And it's weird that Rio apparently has no problems with killing everybody in the bulldog pub by yeah. association, anyway. But leaves this guy alive, as far as we know. He just wants to take his stuff, and then he is going to leave him alone. Yeah. It's pretty strange. Yep. Totally odd. Um, so. Uh, so, but Rio and some of his boys capture Raphael and the old guy. Raphael has also uh, encountered this, like, giant field of chicken wire cages that are holding lots of zombies. And this is where we learn about Rio's diabolical plan to create a, a zombie army or uh, maybe that's what it is doing. I think so. And I think it's just meant to like deter other people, but it's not exactly a well thought out plan um, because he has no control over them. He thinks yeah. he does, but this is just not a smart idea. And his whole thing. And, and I found this confusing too, because um so I thought that our little triumvirate of mountain climbers, Sala and and Gael and uh, Jocelyn, were I thought they were going to like the other side of this thing. I didn't think they were coming into the mountain pass where um, Rio and his group was. And I, it was confusing to me that Raphael ended up there. I guess they brought him there in their car. I'm very it was just a very confusing set of circumstances and uh you know, the... yeah, I guess you're right that like they were trying to avoid Rio by taking these passes. But of course, Ludo is watching the pass where they show up. So they, they know that they're coming right away. They don't do anything about it. Right. But Raphael, you know, was with the old guy. And I guess did they just drive him through? To yeah, the... I think they just drove okay. him up the, up the mountain. That so he beats the them there. He beats was... them there so he can be, you know, denied water. And the old guy can get shot in the head after calling Rio a bunch of names. Hmm. Okay. Uh, it was a good, it was a good way to, uh, to get shot in the head. Uh, so, and Bernard starts showing some backbone in these scenes. He's like, I'm not going to deny an old man water. And then eventually after Rio and some other guys leave, he hits Jackie, just kind of a jerky, uh, henchman over the head with a, uh, with a bottle and then lets Raphael go giving him a, a rifle or a shotgun. So Raphael is on the loose in a van. Meanwhile, in another odd twist, Sala, Jocelyn, and Gael have run into this like weird shack in the middle of a lake, uh, and inter and come into 
contact with this hermit who has no idea there's a zombie apocalypse, but is just as angry and, and dangerous as if he as if he did know. But he's like, what are you talking about? I thought you were tourists. This guy yeah. has like a special shout out in the credits. Like maybe he's a famous actor. Did or you... maybe he owned the land that they were doing all this stuff on. That's what yeah. I was like wondering if that's maybe maybe okay. he was the... I thought maybe he was he was doing the... some pretty good face acting in the car in his last scenes. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, maybe that was his really his shack. <laughs> maybe that was just they were just rolling the cameras when they ran into him and that was how it actually went. Um but they end up going off together. He arms them with some wrenches, hammers, gives Salah, uh, Salah a, a rifle or shotgun. And they all walk down a country road, uh, apparently knowing exactly where the zombie horde was coming. Because uh, Rio has energized them all with his French horn playing and some steroids, which he was feeding them. Like Ooh. That's his plan, is to, to juice them up and let them loose. Yeah. But no control, and his his big thing is that he's gonna just hide in the car or something. Yeah, that's pretty funny. They hide in the car. Like if this was his plan to like defeat the army, it's pretty sad that actually they were just beaten by two people with guns. Yeah, uh, it's you know a very weird scene where uh, eventually when they when we get to that scene, and I know there's the Raphael showdown with uh, with Rio first, but it's this this new old guy. Who again is not introduced? His no, his name is Guy. Yeah, Guy, <laughs> the old guy Guy, and Sala are just standing there shooting their shotguns and rifles over and over again for a few minutes, and they put down like I don't know forty or fifty zombies. Yeah. Um. But meanwhile, Raphael, and this is and where the zombies and the zombies continue to get closer, but yeah there is a very long time period and they never reload but somehow are able to take down all these zombies with these shotguns yeah. and-, and it doesn't look like the zombies ever get anywhere near them which is why the last scene with Guy is even more confusing where he's yes. like yes. missing a chunk of his hand mm-hmm. um but Raphael has also let out some other zombies why we don't know uh and then like approached Rio and his men in their in their van and then gets out of his van shoots one of the henchmen unnecessarily. The guy's unarmed and just like, looks like he's about to poop himself anyway. Uh, And then yeah, Rio and Ludo get out and there's a bit of a shootout. It's pretty comical. Like everybody, nobody knows how to use guns. This is good. I like this actually. Like when Ludo shoots his only round into the air before getting eaten, I was, I was like, this is perfect. Mm Mm-hmm. This is perfect for Ludo. And, you know, Rio isn't actually all that good either. Like his gun jams and he's like, eh, and he's freaking out before he gets shot and then torn apart in a fairly lengthy zombie eating scene. Yep, You have to have the intestines out. They did it yeah. here. Yeah. And there was that. And then uh, also with the, the shootout scene with uh, Guy and uh, Sala and the girl, the ladies, um, the I keep calling them girls. You're not. I know. You know it's not your fault. Ladies, ladies. ladies. Um, although I would say that, you know, even though they have, uh, Jocelyn and, um, Gael armed with like a hammer and this and that, they don't really do anything until the very end. Like Gael kind of helps, but she puts down zombie Robert, Robert. Right. but, but Robert and, and Kareem end up up here somehow. Yeah. Uh, so I think that was a little ridiculous, but you know, Hey, um, 
Well, you can imagine that after they were all zombified, Bernard went down there with a horse trailer and, and collected them, I guess. Right. Because that's part of what they're doing. That's part of their master oh, plan. Maybe. And that's probably his whole plan. But uh, but anyway, like that, that whole scene was very odd. And then somehow Guy got bitten. We don't know how. And he's but, just giving right? everybody crazy side eye in the car. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's noticing his gaping wound on his hand, except his dog, who looks like he might take a little bite out of him or something so so despite having like paired off with uh Raphael, maybe with jocelyn like everybody seems comfortable with each other but there's like no shipping between any of these remaining characters maybe the filmmakers thought it was like too soon for sala to put the moves on gael who is you know objectively like a model mm-hmm. she's a very pretty lady uh but he's like he's just like no i was really into your sister even though i knew her for five minutes well, and I mean, um, she, she was supposed to be a lot younger, too. So I think that would be a little weird because she was supposed to be studying for an right. exam. Um, so I thought she was supposed to be a lot younger, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, and but there's no real resolution other than the fact that they're now driving through this countryside and, you know, it's beautiful. And I don't know, maybe they're going to outrun the rest of the infected. It's very hard to tell what. We're supposed and to not to mention the murderous government forces who are, I'm sure, right behind them, ready to murder Invisible them. government forces. Uh, so, you know, that's that. Um, I did enjoy watching this, though, because it Why was is that, funny. Do like, I don't know, but it was actually... I did, too. It, this was super low budget. The story doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You're not introduced to some of the characters who have a lot of speaking lines. I don't Why? know. I don't know why, but it was still kind of fun to watch. So I can't really pan it because I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, I don't know. It was just sort of fun. And it seemed like a group of people that got together and maybe maybe some of these are friends probably. And they're just like, you know, having fun, making a low budget zombie film. So I wouldn't say that it's like good, but I definitely enjoyed it. So yeah. so that's my review. I'm going <laughs> to stick with... Words. I'm going to stick with if they had stayed in the pub and just had like a slow collapse of, you know, you know, in their little village pub, the whole movie could have been in there. And that would have been just as enjoyable, if not more enjoyable than the weird Rio side plot stuff, (laughs) which felt like a side plot to me. But like Robert could have been the big bad for this movie, you know, easily. I don't know. But yeah, I agree with you. It was fun to watch. And I, I wish I understood what those lanterns were for and why they distrust the government so much. I know. That would have been nice. But, you know, I don't know. Just check it out if you're ha- having a slow day and just want to have like a chill <laughs> zombie film, French zombie film to watch. Go for it. Yeah. And don't trust the subtitles. No, they were wrong. They, they were, were wrong a lot. A they lot. were wrong a lot. Yeah. When you were saying like they were going to these major towns, I'm like, that was when he said we're going to go to the village superior, which I think just yeah. means villages higher up in the mountains. Oh, okay. So I got that. But, the, the, I thought, the subtitles call them superior towns. Okay. So I superior just villages. Meant, I just thought he meant bigger towns. I didn't realize yeah. they were higher up. So. I think that's what that might mean. Uh, you know, my French, very out of practice. But like the there were other things that were just clearly wrong or badly translated in the subtitles yeah um but it's i i like watching things in french and this french i understand better than the quebecois we did last time so well quebecois is its own thing so i mean archaic french it has different things that it does aside from the accents but like i could understand this a lot more but 
you know i i yeah uh the sub the sub- subtitles were very strange so yeah but fun stuff fun stuff so um i guess next time we get together we might talk about renfield the vampire film that yeah, is in the yeah, theaters yeah. uh with nick cage and nicholas holt and so we are uh we're gonna take a look at that and uh i i'm hoping that it'll be fun yeah and then when we uh and then we'll see what happens in this long desert of uh zombie content we'll we'll figure something out but if you guys want to let us know what you thought of this film if you've seen it the trip or la peripla which apparently was the name of the mountain pass that they crossed over hmm. uh give us a holler we're on uh email at reanimatedpodcast at gmail.com twitter although that seems like a worse idea every day mm, reanimated pcast yeah. and uh you can find all the a lot of our episodes if not all of them at reanimated.podbean.com so until next time ciao toodaloo <laughs>